Let's talk some more about the economy. As uh, we've heard the case for peak inflation, heard the bull case at the beginning of the show from Jim Paulson at the Luthold Group. But as we discussed as well, banks down too, alongside some of the commodity trade makes us wonder whether or not recession is near. Mark Hamrick joins the conversation, senior economic analyst at Bankrate.com. Mark, good morning. Good morning, sir. Good to be with you. Appreciate that. Good to see you again. The jobless claims this morning in line with the expectations. Data this week, pretty dry. Not a lot of new info for the economy. But we continue to hear that Jay Powell is pretty open to straining the economy a bit as his testimony even to Congress discusses potential for a bit of a harder landing than maybe he's alluded to in the past. What do you think? What are the odds of that happening? I think we have to acknowledge that recession risks have been rising earlier in the year. We did a survey of economists in the first quarter, asked them about the risks of recession in the next 12 to 18 months. And at that time, those risks were put at one and one and three. Uh, and we're just in the process of refreshing that. And uh, my sense is that the answers are going to come in at a higher level. But a risk of recession, let's say whatever it might be at this point, you know, 50 50 or, or worse than that. Uh, that doesn't mean that it is inevitable in the, in the near term or that that risk is 100%. And so I think Chairman Powell is at once trying to essentially not to cheerlead the economy, but to say that uh, the worst possible outcome is not uh, the base case, but we should acknowledge the risks. And I think for uh, your audience and our audience at Bankrate, uh, I think that's what we can do to be fair, to say the risks of recession have risen. We should be aware of the case that this is part of the economic cycle, expansions and recessions. We got a uh, rather dramatic lesson in that in March and April of 2020 when we lost so many jobs. And, and uh, so we have to acknowledge that risk is here. But as you let off, the jobless claims are signaling anything but that at the moment, really having remained just above 200,000 in seven of the past eight weeks and a bit above that 53-year low of 166,000 that we had in mid-March. Mid uh, the uh, employment situation, too, has been Powell's focus. Uh, so the idea here that if the economy slows, he's going to pump the brakes on the hiking. Does he stop fighting inflation uh, just because things weaken or do we need to see like real employment deterioration in particular? Well, just to remind your audience, most of whom already know this, uh, the Fed basically has two things to focus on, uh, a strong job market, maximum employment and stable prices. And of course, uh, we've seen anything but the latter stable prices. And so essentially, they've checked the box off on maximum employment for now, saying that they have achieved that part of their mandate. And as Chairman Powell has said at his most recent news conferences and elsewhere, that essentially they think the job market is too hot. They look at the more than 11 million job openings, not necessarily as much at the 3.6% unemployment rate, because we don't know where so-called full employment is, but uh, we're probably getting close to it if, if we aren't already. And so I really think we should almost take the job market focus off the table for now and realize that they are almost exclusively focused on inflation, which is the number one concern of everyday Americans, as well as uh, most investors and, and business leaders. And uh, right now, the uh, sentiment uh, has been really negative. Uh, the consumer has been signaling and just about every survey sentiment that they're feeling uh, pretty bad about the situation right now. Uh, do you see that uh, turning into something deeper or is the stimulus that the last couple of years uh, boosted our savings, does that give us a substantial buffer? What's your read on that, Mark? 
Well, I think we had a buffer, uh, but uh, the buffer is is being uh, you know steadily eroded and degraded, and so. You know, we always want to try to differentiate between sentiment and behavior. I think one of the things that contributes or also uh, lends to this negative sentiment is gasoline prices alone, which, as we know, are up about 50 percent from a year ago. Uh, and this is truly a category where expenditures go up in smoke. And so I think that aggravates consumers. They wish they didn't have to pay these elevated prices. And in many cases in the political environment, there's a lot of finger pointing, uh, which is a focus not far from where I am here in the Washington, D.C. area. But the reality is that there's been this uh, cacophony uh, of uh, issues that have all harmonized together uh, to create this almost unprecedented, truly unprecedented situation. So there are so many different causes that have all converged at once. Of course, the war in Ukraine, and you're talking about the lockdowns in China and maybe some relief from that uh, in the earlier segment. But all these things have so, sort of led to uh, this negative outcome. And unwinding those things or getting away from all those things is complicated, if not nearly impossible. And so the Fed uh, has its blunt instrument of monetary policy and, of course, winding down the $9 trillion dollar balance sheet slowly, but apparently surely. Uh, it's doing what it can, but it cannot resolve all the causes of inflation, of course. And so, you know, when I look at the retail sales numbers to your earlier uh, part of the question, uh, basically, I see retail sales as keeping pace with the rate of inflation. So, you know, consumers are, are sort of hanging in there, but they're having to substitute uh, or make difficult decisions, particularly for those who are low income, low wealth households and those in the middle as well. Okay, good point, and it fits in with something we discussed this morning uh, on uh, MTL with Jane Rogers Niffen, uh, that uh, there's a difference uh, definitely visible in the buying behavior of those that can afford to buy in an inflationary environment, those getting hurt the worst. Uh, thanks, Mark. Good perspective for us. Useful. Appreciate it. Thank you, Oliver. Mr. Hamrick joins us from Bankrate.com.